Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. And if you haven't already, go check out my new website. You can view the latest episode, fan favorites, and even submit a question to future guests. You can visit the website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And you can also find the link in the show notes. So the song you just heard is Thunderstruck by ACDC. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Shane Sparks. So Shane is one of the most passionate and also genuine people you will ever come across. You'll never get him to admit it, but he is a big reason why wrestling exposure has gone up. I mean, what's the first thing you think of when you see a big mat return or a tough ride to end a period? For me, I think of Shane Sparks. Shane's from Ripon, Wisconsin, and was a state runner-up as a senior for Winnebago Lutheran Academy. This is one that I know you all are going to love. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Shane Sparks. Thanks for having me on. This will be fun. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for doing this. I know you're a busy guy. I tried to hopefully catch you when it's a little bit slower. Yeah, no, I, I love doing this. Over, you know? Um, yeah. You, you were here at the Big Ten Tournament, weren't you? I was Omaha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I freaking love it. Yeah. Cause that's why I, I love Nebraska. It. I love the city or, or I love the state. Mm-hmm. Lincoln, Nebraska is one of my favorite places to go. People are like Lincoln, wow. Nebraska. I go, it's, I, I love it. It's, wow. it might, I mean, I don't have, I can't tell you this. I might, it might be my favorite place. Like I love going to Lincoln, Nebraska. I love it. Really? I think it's a great place. Yeah. Yep, I love I love going home. I love Nebraska. Most yeah. underrated state in the country is Nebraska. That I will tell Kidding. you. Really? No doubt. Hell yeah. Good people. Wow. Yeah. Love it. I'd li- I'd I'd live there for yeah? sure. Yep. Where do you live now? I live in Wisconsin. You do? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Where yeah. at? I live in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm about I'm like right between Milwaukee and uh uh Green Bay. Yeah. Oshkosh, okay, cool. So is that pretty like for your job? Is that pretty neutral? Is that like, or. Yeah, it, it works. I mean, uh, it, it works. I mean, big 10 uh, studios is about two forty-five. good drive. Uh, you know, airport Milwaukee's an hour and a half away. Appleton right up the road, about a half an hour. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, from a, from a big 10 wrestling standpoint, I mean, you're in big 10, I'm in the big 10. So this was just fun just to learn a little bit about you. Cause that's what I like to do is, um, you know, we have 
I don't mind having guests on and talking in depth about things, but sometimes that can get maybe a little redundant because sometimes the process, especially high level, it's normally pretty similar. Like I think you yeah. said it, you know, where high level athletes, when you break it down, they build, they all have almost the same foundation. Sure. So I just like to see where, you know, what people are about, where they're from, what they do. Yeah. Yep. You know, make normalize you a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Um and I guess, yeah, so uh, I guess maybe we can start small picture and just where are you from? I know you're from Wisconsin. Yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin. I uh, grew up in a small town, 7,000 people, uh, ripping Wisconsin. Great place to grow up. I mean, yeah. great place to grow up. Amazing people. And uh, that I haven't lived there. And I mean, I live in Oshkosh now, which is about 20 miles away. Uh, but Ripon will always be the place uh, that I call home. Super proud of that place. As much as anything, just the people. Yeah. Uh, think about my broadcast journey. Uh, a lot of people in that community uh, have been a big, big part of uh, of the opportunities that I've been given. And uh, every time I I talk to these people, I say, "Hey, if you ever, you know, when you're watching me on on TV or at a wrestling match or baseball, whatever it might be, I hope that you, you know, recognize the impact you've had and take some pride." And that's how I look at a lot of things. I mean, I think from a broadcast standpoint. Getting to do what I do. I've been doing Big Ten for 12 years. Yeah. And I am a big gratitude guy. Like, I think it is so important. I haven't always thought like this. I mean, I think you mature, wisdom, the older you get, life experiences. But these last several years, I've really tried to dive into gratitude. And I think it is so, it, it's helped me out a ton. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, with the big 10, I I'm grateful for the opportunities, but I'm not so sure it's really set in. I mean, this is what I've dreamed about doing since I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And I try to like, really almost like meditate. Like I get to do this. Like I get to do this. It's um, you know, big 10 wrestling is a big deal. And, right. and I'm so uh, proud. It's such a privilege, but then I think about it. Like, Play-by-play -play voices in the Big Ten Conference, like the nation's premier wrestling conference, the Big Ten, like there's not many of us. And I, and I humbly say, I mean, I get the, the majority of the big events. It's like, I still can't believe it a lot of times. <laughs> I really can't, you know, but I think that really helps keep me humble. It keeps me grounded. And I also understand this. I'm not arrogant enough or dumb enough to think like the show doesn't go on. I mean, I, I, I take a lot of pride in what I do. I hope I do a good job. I also recognize a lot of things have to be in place. Timing is everything. I mean, there's some of these cliches that are just so accurate. Yeah. I mean, Tim Johnson, a Hall of Fame play-by-play -play voice for the Big Ten, one of the best human beings I've ever met. He has been so supportive since day one. I've really learned to be a professional. I've learned a lot from Tim. He's just a great human being. But, you know, Tim had been doing this for maybe like 30 years. So then, you know, then when I came in there might, you know, it, it just like the timing was, was, was right. Um, you know, so I just really appreciate it. I think just appreciating everything is big and every single dual meet I do. I mean, if I'm going to the arena, I always play back in black by ACDC. Uh, I, I love, I just love ACDC, but it just kind of, it always puts me in the right frame of mind. Like, man, here we go. I get to go to an arena. I wrestled my whole life. 
started in first grade, wrestled through high school. And I love that feeling. I, I don't think it, you know, whether you are in middle school, high school, college, like that feeling you get when you prepared and now it's time to go to work, you know, put the work in. And uh, I love that feeling. And uh, for me, I love it because number one, I don't have to cut weight. That's number one. Don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and number two, it's like, it, it gives me a feeling. It's just, it reminds me of competing again. So I just love going to the arena, putting back in black and getting mentally ready. The pressure of a broadcast. I love it. I get nervous if I'm not that nervous. I don't want to be too nervous, but I want to be a little bit nervous. I want to be sharp. I want to be focused uh, and be ready to go. And I think, you know, you put the prep in. I mean, I have nightmares a few times a year, probably, probably have them more than I think of not being prepared. It is my biggest fear, you know, being at a broadcast where, you know, something happens like for whatever it might be like not being prepared because at this level, you know, it's another thing I appreciate it at this level. You better be good. I mean, you you better be good because if you're not, you're going to be out. But I would also add this more importantly than being good is being good to work with. Mm-hmm. Be kind, be, be a, like, I, for lack of a better way to say, like, be a dude, like, yeah. be a dude. like, yeah, Shane, he's, he's a dude. I mean, he has, he, he has fun with us. He appreciates us. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Laughs at himself. I mean, I think that's just a lot of it too. Just, I don't take myself too serious at all. Absolutely not. So. I, I, I think the other thing is, um, be who you are all the time. Cause I've heard that a lot that um, who you are on TV, you know, some people might think that you're just doing it for the TV or doing it for the show or the ratings or whatever. And it's like, no, I've talked to people and that's just who you are all the time. And people can sense that and see that you're genuine and like, man, he just has a lot of passion. That's just who Shane. Yeah, just a lot of energy, a lot of energy. And I've, uh, you know, I've been very grateful for that because I mean, this is another thing you just learn along the way is, and I think it's, it's pretty darn cool. We're all so important. Like God made all of us. I mean, mm-hmm. we are all built to do some pretty amazing things. And you, this just blows my mind all the time. And I'm just reminded of it so often. Every person in this world has God-given talents. Mm-hmm. Like they have stuff from God they can just do. I can't draw. I can't sing. I mean, singing for me, it's like, I, I, I'll go to church and like, this church I go to is great because they got like these great singers that sing. So mm-hmm. quite frankly, I don't have to listen to myself. It's that bad. Like mm-hmm. I can't sing. I can't play musical instruments. There's a ton of stuff I can't do, obviously. But, you know, I can't paint. I mean, I can't do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it blows my mind, like getting to know people that have these talents. Everybody's got talents. That, that's my point. And, and my, I don't know if I'd call it a talent, but we'll call it one of the agree- ingredients that, you know, God threw in there was instead of giving me a half a scoop of energy, accidentally gave me two scoops, but I, but that's just kind of me, but you're right. That's just kind of who I am. It's not for everybody. And that's okay too. I mean, that's another thing I've learned too. I'm not for everybody. And that's okay. Like some people think I suck. That's fine. It's no problem. I mean, it's God, this guy's got too much energy. He's too much. Can he chill out? Can he calm down? And, and I try to do that as well, just from a broadcast standpoint, trying to, uh, just work at my craft, hone the skill. And sometimes I'll listen to myself. Okay. You got to bring it down a little bit, you know, bring your energy down a little bit uh, because oftentimes high energy is talking fast, too fast. 
So bring, you know, I, I critique myself, but uh, yeah, this is who I am. I, I like who I am. It's not for everybody, but at the end of the day, uh, what's most important to me is somebody's like, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Like that, that's, that's, you can say like, this is, th- this guy's this, he's this, he's this, and that's fine. You're probably right on most of it. Okay. But I do, I do take a lot of pride in just being nice to people because I've had, you know, talking about wrestling, you know, you're from Nebraska, you know, Mark Manning, they don't get much better than Mark Manning. I mean, uh, Brian Snyder, Jordan Burroughs, like when the goat is nice, like everybody should kind of fall in line. And that's why I think with this sport right now, it is just, it is such a great tie because you look at the faces in this sport, like looking on the men's side of things, Jordan Burroughs has carried the torch for over a decade. Kyle Snyder. uh, It's amazing what he's done at, at 27 years old. Those are like, these guys are like goat status. And they are some of the nicest, kindest, selfless people I've ever met. So if they fall in line, I mean, I won the Fond du Lac Youth Classic three times, but that's not exactly an Olympic gold medal. It's close. Yeah. LOL. But uh, I just think it's, it's, it's great how that's just so important. I mean, Mark Manning, I can't say enough about him. It's just incredible. Uh, I'm not the best at getting back to people. It's like, I got to work at it. Cause I'm like, here's a shocker for everybody. Probably a little adult ADD. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I'm always trying to get better. Like get back to people. Like, cause I, I got to work at it. It's not a, it's not a strength, but can text like Mark Manning. It's like, he might get back to you. It's like, where, man, I haven't heard from him in three minutes. Where is he? I mean, he's that good. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. such a great human being. I just, I really admire Mark. And, uh, yeah, a lot of good people. I just think it's an, it's just so important. It's, you know, the old adage, you, you treat people like you want to be treated. And if everybody did that, the world would probably be a little better. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's admiring that you have that too, because, you know, maybe you haven't reflected on what you've done for the sport and how people actually probably look up to you too and go, I want to be Shane Sparks. You know, I was doing a broadcast with Eric Schultz on BTN Plus last year, and um, there was a big mat return. And what do you think the first thing he said was? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and he you was know. a great. You know, he's he's a guy. So I've never really sat and talked with Eric, mm-hmm. but he's a guy that uh, that I'd love to get to know. I mean, he was yeah. what a great career. I mean, what mm-hmm. a great story. Illinois kid. Don't believe he won a state title. I don't believe he did. Oh, he, and, he did uh, as a senior. Yeah. Oh, did he? Did he win a state yeah. title? Okay. Yeah. Comes to Nebraska. Has some. That's what I love about this sport. You know, this this sport can it, it, it can go inside your heart yeah. and grab it and shove it down your throat. Like this sport is not kind, right? right? I mean, we all have stories in the sports where it's like, damn, like you had you had to do me like that. Yeah. Like, and 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 Eric Schultz, uh, you know, his career at Nebraska, what a great career. I mean, he had yeah. a great career, great career. Yeah. People don't understand, myself included, being around Big Ten wrestling, Division One wrestling. I'm, I, I think I get it, but I'll never fully get it because I didn't do it. Right. How difficult it is to wrestle in the Big Ten. I don't care if you're a third stringer with a record of 10 and 10. The commitment it takes to wrestle in the Big Ten, the academic challenges that come along with that, that, that balance that you got to, you know, four or five, maybe six, seven years, whatever it might be these days. 
but I just have so much admiration for guys that do it because man, it, it is, it's, it's so difficult, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think that stuff is, is really cool. I mean, I love to talk to people and, and uh, yeah, but, but at the end of the day, I'm just kind of me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, but I, I, it is, it is kind of cool where it's like, man, these people actually care what I think they talk to me, but I, I love what I do. And, and that'll always be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked a little bit earlier about how much energy you have two cups energy, basically. Um, that was something in our sport that we didn't see before until you brought it in. You know, it reminds me of, you know, the late Stuart Scott, when he first started ESPN oh, sure. sports center, you're like, Whoa, hold on here. I don't know what I feel about this. You know, he was coming in as cool as the other side of the pillow. Type yeah. Of oh, he had you some know? great Stuart Scott. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. And, and right now, you know, Dick Vitale's battling cancer again I yeah. think for the third time and following him on social media. Um, that's a guy. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I compare myself to him, but you can just tell that he loves what he does. I mean, I just I was I was talking to my my girlfriend, Lori, yesterday and and uh, we were just sitting in the living room. And and again, just because I try to remind myself this a lot because I'm trying to enjoy the ride. I mean, that's really what it comes down to in life yeah. is enjoy the ride. And in talking about Stuart Scott, unfortunately, passed away from cancer watched the ESPYs last week and I was watching uh, of course the, 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 the Jim Valvano speech and Jim Valvano was 47 when he died. He was younger than what I am right now. And that really, like I thought to myself watching that last week, like he was, he didn't make it to be this. He didn't make it to be where I'm at this, you know, I'm 47 and a half, (laughs) but uh, so I just try to remind myself how fortunate I am and um, enjoying the ride. But I, I said to Lori yesterday, I'm like, and I, heck, I thank God this morning on my bike ride about this. Like, I can't put into words how fortunate I am that I get to do what I love doing. Like, that is not, that's not normal. Most people don't get to do what they love doing. It's just not reality. You know what I mean? And, and don't get me wrong. It's not easy. I wouldn't go as far as calling it work. Probably wouldn't go that far, but it's not easy. It's, I always tell, say things like, you know, it's you see me at, you know, you might see me at a Big Ten broadcast on a Friday night at seven central. Well, you didn't mm-hmm. see me that morning at one a.m. You didn't see any of that. You know, when it's like you're tired and you're, you know, you're battling sleep because you're you're behind and you don't catch up. It's not the most glorious, but uh, I I've, I wouldn't I wouldn't exchange my hand. So just again, thankful to get to do this stuff because it's there's nothing like grabbing that. Uh, I always kind of think about wrestling. Uh, I always think to myself, like, you know, we'll use Iowa. You're an Iowa guy. You know, we'll use Iowa as an example. I always thought to myself, like, how cool would it be? I've always been like a big, like pageantry and presentation guy. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine, you know, you're wrestling for Iowa and you get a big 10 dual meet. We'll say it's Penn state. Okay. And you show up. You're in the locker room and you're putting on that black singlet or your Penn State or Nebraska. Like I look at those. It's the big leagues. It's the major leagues. Like I'm a huge baseball fan. Yep. Like Atlanta Braves is my favorite team. Like, can you imagine like these major league baseball draft was last week? I'll use Matt Sean example. I think he was taken 13th by the Cubs. He's a, mm-hmm. you know, played for Maryland. Like the journey. You know, first hearing your name get called. It's like getting recruited in college. You're you're on the team, but you still got to perform. But then, you know, you get drafted. And I and I I hope Matt Shaw, he's a great kid. 
you know, being in that major league clubhouse, putting on that Cubs jersey for the first time. I mean, I'd be like, I'd be so <laughs> damn emotional. And I look at it wrestling wise too. I mean, these kids start out in many of them, high school gyms, they're five years old, you know, and now you get to, you get to put on that singlet. Like it's the big leagues. Like I, I wonder, I always, so what, what I do is, and again, I'm older. A lot of this stuff is just, I don't know if I would have done this when I was 20, but I do it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, and I love going to all these venues, but Carver, Carver is Carver just is, yeah. but you, you walk out that. I mean, when I'm walking out that tunnel, like, again, it, it makes me feel like this is, this is the big time. This is like, I, I this, I got a, I got a picture in my kitchen of me as a 12 year old announcing baseball in the local paper. It's my, it's one of my most prized possessions. And uh, I always think like when I'm walking down that tunnel, like you've dreamed of this since you were 10, like, this is like, are you kidding me? You get, you get to do this. And when I see that big 10 Mike flag or that ESPN Mike flag, I just always take a couple seconds and think it's like putting on that singlet or putting on that Jersey from a broadcast standpoint. It's like, that's the, that's the big time. Like that's, it's really cool. I, I I wish everybody got to experience that in their life, whatever it might be, once. Mm-hmm. It, it is. I I have never ever. I've always, I live a pretty clean life, and uh, you know I've never obviously never touched a drug in my life, minus a little caffeine. But <laughs> uh, that feeling, I don't know what it it takes me to places that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chemically, it does something to me. There's no yeah. doubt about it. It's, it's definitely a high, you know. Oh, um, for sure. Yes. I'm curious what goes into all the prep work for you. Like, you know, we we you know, want to talk about wrestling compared to athletes. We always see them perform, but we never see behind the scenes what goes into making them actually perform at the high level they do. So you do things at a high level. I'm curious you know, let's air it out. Let's see what goes into all your prep work and how much prep work you put into a broadcast. I think it's really, it's kind of like a 24 seven deal and I got to get better. Like that's the other thing you just, there's levels to everything, right? And the more you do something, the better you get, the more you learn, you learn from experience. Uh, But, and and I, I got some different things that I'm, I want to, you know, incorporate this upcoming season that I haven't before combination of getting better and saving time, better time management. So I've picked up little tricks along the way, but the, the SIDs are, are huge. I mean, they are huge at these, at these universities. Um, you know, they give you the stats, you know, you can, you can, a lot of it's, you know, you're watching wrestling, you're looking at stats, you're studying the notes. And then I think what it really comes down to is coming up with a system that works for you. My system is, uh, Jeff Sermon is an amazing producer. He is he is a big reason, a huge reason why Big Ten wrestling in recent years has gone like this. He's just so good. He's he's such a pro. And I, I pride myself on being coachable also. Like being coachable is so important. Mm-hmm. But we have this little joke uh, in broadcasting. Uh, it's it's you have these broadcast boards and most people got these boards. They, they're all they, they're all neat. And, and when it comes to wrestling, I just. I don't think that's the best way, uh, at least for me. Uh, we kind of joke about it, but uh, a lot of times I'll just have a piece of paper for each guy mm-hmm. and, a, and, and a bunch of stuff, you know, and, and the one thing that I want to do a better job of this year 
wrestling is a little bit different from a broadcast standpoint in comparison to like baseball. Baseball, you got some more downtime. You can really dive into the storytelling. I wish I did more storytelling, but it's it's hard. You know, I got you know in in Jim, uh, obviously working with Jim, uh, the majority of the time. Great wrestling mind. You know, he brings a lot of value too. I mean, it just you only have so much time. You only have so much time. But um, I I plan on talking to more guys this year to find out. Like I call them Vin Scully stats again. It's more of my broadcast style. Uh, Vin Scully to me is is just amazing. Um, and Vin Scully used to do stuff like you know, you know, here's the second baseman, son of a barber. Like he would just like throw something in there that was like you'd never remember it in five minutes. Like what that guy's dad do, but at the time was kind of like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Like I just, I wish I could tell more stories, and maybe that's something I'll do more on on social media. Maybe that's the better platform to do it. But getting to know these guys, you know, a little bit more as people, their upbringing, you know, what did mom and dad do? I mean, I like things like like this. Um, I, I I'm gonna butcher this example, but w- when you hear it, it's like what. I believe I was talking to Michael Kemmerer once. Mm-hmm. I think he was in the finals four times. You get the point. I might not be yeah. right on this, but it's like when I hear about a guy, it could be anybody. I'm just using Kemmerer as an example. When I hear about a guy that's like took second place twice, like I think to myself, who beat him? Like it's kind of like so and so was a four time state champion, 139 and one. Like who beat him? What was mm-hmm. that match like? Um, you know, I was talking to Tom Ryan the other day. I think Jesse Mendez had one high school loss. I believe it was to a kid from Illinois because Mendez is from Indiana. I believe it was an Illinois kid. I think his last name was, I think it was Bolivar. And he, and he bumped up a weight and got beat. It's just like little, little things like that. Like right now, Fargo's going on. Mm-hmm. Curious to say, like, you know, maybe it's a couple of years, you know, so-and-so is a, you know, Fargo champion from 2021 and just being able to slide it in there, you know, especially if it's another big 10 guy, you know, he beat so-and-so who's now wrestling at Wisconsin, for example, like just, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can put a lot of time into it. I think that's, I hope, I, I think going into a broadcast, my goal is that my preparation oozes off the screen. That's the best way I put it. Some people might say it gets to be a little bit too much against some of these things. You got to kind of, it's kind of a feel thing. Um, but, um, it, it never stops. You're always, I'm always thinking about it. Like I'm always, I'm thinking about wrestling a lot more on the, you know, a lot with the broadcast, just, uh, you know, one thing I'll give you this, Kelby, I haven't told anybody this yet. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't, because I think you, you gotta be careful with shtick. Okay. Like you said before, I'm, I'm me. Okay. This is mm-hmm. who I am. I, I don't think I, I mean, I appreciate Matt returns because I think they're important. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I think this stuff's important. 27 seconds off a restart. You gotta, you gotta keep him down. Like, mm-hmm. and the other guy's trying to get out and he's very skilled. So it's not easy, but it's gotta be such a mindset of this has got to happen. Like I'm when you're wrestling in the big 10, the margin, I mean, these guys are all so good. I use a lot of baseball analogies. Okay. The guy that's fourth in the big 10, that maybe a, a ton of people don't talk about. He's fourth in the Big Ten, which means he's probably top fifteen in the country. Okay, uh, hang him a fastball and see what happens. Get out of position and see what happens. Get lazy in the final twenty seconds of a period and see what happens to you. 
I'm not good enough. When I wrestled, I remembered, I've always, I've said this a million times, Kelby. I love the letter P. Okay. If I was in my own mind, I'd incorporate the letter P into wrestling. And I got to write these all down and, and really promote this because, and again, I didn't win division one national titles. Okay. But like your preparation, your physicality, your position, your pace, call goes wrong. How's your poise? Okay. Like there's so many, I could come up with 20 words to start with P. <laughs> and the one that I most recently added was paranoia. Like you got to have a little paranoia. You talked about before, like God probably was in a hurry on, you know, whenever I was conceived and threw in two scoops of energy instead of the half cup that he was supposed to, which, you know, luckily for, I'm glad he did, but it's like a recipe. You cannot have a cup of paranoia. That's not good. That will be a detriment. But if you, if you have a teaspoon of paranoia in you, I'm telling you, that is, you got to have a teaspoon of paranoia. When you're wrestling and you're up by four uh, off a restart in the second period and you're controlling the match with 27 seconds, like you better be a little paranoid, like I better keep him down. I better finish his period on top. I better give two mat reach. You know, I better go Peyton Rob on this guy. Bam, bam, finish the period on top. Okay. Or Mikey Labriol, a lot of those guys. Uh, would do that. So um, um, I don't even know where I was going on this rant. I don't even know where it started, but um, yeah. So I, I don't even know where I was going with this, but I'm a little paranoid. I think that, that that's part of the recipe uh, for success for sure. No, I, I agree. You know, when you think of the high level athlete, like Tom Brady, I guess, you know, for example, or, or Aaron Rodgers, when, when you start getting complacent and don't feel like, Oh, that next guy who just got drafted isn't coming for my job. You know, if you're not a you, little you want to hear a great Tom Brady story? Yeah. I got one. I got one Tom Brady story. So I was doing the World Cup at the forum in Ingle, in it was in Inglewood, California, LA. Inglewood. Yeah, yeah. I think it's technically Inglewood. Anyways, I mean it's I grew up in the 80s. You know, that's where Magic Johnson played some of those great oh, yeah. uh, you know, Celtics Lakers series. Like that was a cool. These venues to me are, that's a whole nother, a whole nother show, but getting to be at some of these <laughs> venues where it's like, damn, there's been some great things that have happened in this venue, but that tournament, I met Stephen Neal, you know, Stephen Neal, national champ, world champ. And uh, we were in the hotel bar, super nice guy. And I'm like, you know, obviously played with the Patriots and uh, Tom Brady. And I'm like, Stephen, you probably get, asked a million Tom Brady questions. So I'm going to only ask you one. I'm just going to ask you one. And he was just a super, super nice guy. But I, I asked him like, what's the one thing about Tom Brady? And I'm sure there's a million, but it's the one thing that's like, whoa. And he always hear he's referred to as he can go in. I think it was Skip Bayless would call him psycho Tom. Like when he, <laughs> and uh, um, he told me that Tom Brady could win a Super Bowl on a Sunday. And the next day he thought he was getting cut. And I think, that is how you've got to think. I think you got to think like that. I think you got to think like that at high levels because it's like, I don't think you should think like that when you're seven. Right. I don't think you should think like that necessarily when you're in high school. Okay. But when you get into Big Ten Division One wrestling, I mean, we're seeing it right now with the transfer portal. Like, this is not for the faint of heart. And, and, and every story is different and has different circumstances. But you know, when, when you get to that level or you get to obviously pro sports 
quite frankly, I look at it with my own job. Like, I'm not saying everybody's always looking to replace you, but I think that's how you have to think. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ever think like, oh, I, I got this. I will never think like that. I mean, there's, I'm telling you what, Kelby, I don't know what would have to happen to me to not, to, to like call in sick. I mean, I don't know what it would take. I mean, because I'm not, I don't want to give that chair up because I also know this. I'm just, just being very honest. There are a lot of people that could do what I do and, and probably do a really good job. There's, there, I, I will never, oh, I'm the best. No, that's, that's stupid. Like just stupid talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do the best I can. I try to be the best version of myself, but there are a lot of people that are very talented. A lot of people that could do it. Just like if I'm being honest, I say this humbly. I feel like if I could do major league baseball play by play, I feel like I could do it. Yeah. It, it's about getting the opportunity. Yeah. Right. So there's, I mean, we're all in the same boat here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to give up that chair because, you know, I'm, I hope I get to do it for a long time, but there are people that would do anything and, and, and I would do anything. I mean, I remember uh, being at the big 10 championships in 2011, I believe it was at, at Northwestern. And I was doing some stuff for uwbadgers.com doing, doing like broadcast stream wise, uh, focusing on badger guys, but really covering the tournaments. And I remember like it was yesterday, looking down, Tim Johnson, Jim Gibbons, and I think Lee Kemp was there. And I remember thinking to myself, like, that's where I want to be. Like, that's where I want to be. However, and, and this is something else, if I had to give anybody any advice, in this business, too, there is a way to do it. Like, I've never backstabbed anybody. Like, I have not. I don't backstab people. Uh, there's a way to do it. Because... Nobody, you know what I mean? Like, there's just a way to, so again, some timing things happened for me and, uh, and that, you know, that's helped me, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I will guarantee you. And I hope, I hope there is, I I hope there's, I hope I get to do this. I mean, I'd love to do this till I was like 75 years old. Okay. (laughs) But I hope right now there's a, a 10 year old kid that just, that's, that's, he wants my seat, you know? And, uh, Maybe in 25 years, God willing, you know, who you don't know what's coming down the, you know, life in general, forget the broadcasting. You don't know what's coming down the road tomorrow. All right. You get sick tomorrow. I have no Except idea. You. You're not going to get sick though. Gosh, you never know. Gosh, God, <laughs> God, Hannah, that's, that's one of my favorite billboards I ever saw was tell God's, but you tell God what your plans are. And he just laughs at you. And I've, I've been humbled enough by him to know, like, I'm not in control of this ride. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. It, like, I mean, when you think about it, like, wait, you know, we'll use Tom Brady again. Um, I mean, how did he get in? Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Oh, is it? You know? Have you ever seen, have you ever seen the, um, the, the ESPN, I think it's a 30 for 30, some kind of special on the tuck rule game yep. with him yeah. and Charles Woodson. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I remember, you know, there's several sports moments that you just remember where you are. And I remember yeah, watching yep. that game. It was a Saturday night. I was going to radio school in Arizona. It was 2002. I think it was January of 02. Uh, but Brady goes on to talk about if that play, if that play doesn't happen, they lose. Mm-hmm. Obviously the season's over and coming into the next year, he's not the guy like yeah. it's freaking 
crazy. It, it's it's nuts. And when you think about it, I mean, that's you could say that about all of our lives. Like, if this didn't happen, this did. Like, yeah. that's why I'm not a big believer in like coincidence. I just don't believe in it. Um, but I mean, I I think all of us can probably talk about different times in our life where it's like, thank God that happened. Thank God that didn't happen. Thank God that happened. Thank God that didn't happen. I mean, it's a, it's a journey of ups and downs and, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a world full of landmines and some of them you hit and some, some of those by the grace of God, you don't hit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Landmines. Yes. You use that. You use that term quite a bit when you talk about the NCAA tournament. You're like, oh just, man, isn't that all over in the bracket? That, that's why I'll tell you this, Kelby. And maybe I'd be better if I do some of this, or I, I, I don't know. Like, how do I know? Like, I know predictions are fun, and I do some of them, and I. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what do I? How do I know? I, I have I've said this a billion times. I've told this a billion times. Like, how do you think so and so? You know, how do you think the Big Ten's going to shake out at one forty nine? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not with these, with these guys all the time. I don't know what their mindset's like. How was their week? Honestly, how's their girlfriend? How's the girlfriend doing? Right? Because I tell you this, 18, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. I'm assuming 50, 60, 70. How are things with the wife, the girlfriend, the partner? How's that stuff going? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because let's just be honest. That stuff can you know, relationships are key. Okay. How did you sleep this week? Did you, and I'm just making some of this stuff up, but did mm-hmm. you have a test last week that you kind of procrastinated for an exam that was due? And now because of that, you didn't sleep the best this week. Uh, I mean, there are, it, it blows my mind. How many things have to go right, have to go right to be a big 10 champion. Like it's, it's damn near impossible. The, 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 the deck is stacked against you. So I don't know. How was your weight cut? I mean, I could get, did you have some bad food this week or you didn't feel good? Did you, did you trip? Did you, did you trip funny in a warm up? Did you have, it it could could be a billion different things. And uh, that's why, and and they're all capable. I mean, it's not like, it's not like these guys are all good. Like that's why they're all capable. They're all dangerous. You better take everybody serious. And uh, that's what I love about it. But I, I'm not a big predictions guy. I just, because I've always said this about sports, not that this is like an original, but I, I talk about this all the time. It's probably been said a million times before, but I just didn't really hear it. And now I got it in my own mind. I'm like, Oh, that's one of the smarter things I've maybe ever said. Uh, And it's very simple, but sports are the circumstances of the day. They might be the circumstances of the hour, maybe the minute. Don't tell me. Okay. That you are in a big time dual meet and the kid before you, your teammates gets a big time pin, a dramatic pin. Like you don't think that influences you and your mindset, like good or bad. Mm-hmm. Now you got to, man, you got to adjust to this. Now it's sports are the circumstances of the second. It's about getting it done when it matters. That's it. And that's why I'll give you a, going on a little bit of a rant here, but you know, you know, so-and-so beat so-and-so today. Uh, what does it mean? I, I, I don't know what it means. I, I don't know what it means. Obviously, I think you want to win, but mm-hmm. does, does that mean anything like B- 
Big 10 tournament. Somebody beats somebody at the Big 10 tournament. What does that mean for the NCAA tournament? I don't know. Because some, some things, too, are like a blessing in disguise. Like, it's like, you know, like you're the, the five seed at the national tournaments. And it's like, oh, man, we think we got screwed there. We should have been the, the three seed. Well, the way that tournament goes, maybe there's a quote-unquote upset. And I hate that word, too, but we'll use it anyways. There's yeah. a quote-unquote upset. And now you're in the driver's seat on paper. Like, because you got screwed on the seed. Like, I just, and, and I don't know. There's just, the stuff is, could go on and on and on talking about it. But uh, it's fun to talk about. But my, my point being is I don't make predictions. You got to get it done when it matters. And I would take it one step further. If you lose, I, 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 I uh, for a, for a, if I was talking to some fifth graders, I would say, if you lose, I'd give you two words. Nobody cares. If I was talking to a group of college kids, I might say three words. Nobody cares. And the faster you can get your, the faster in life you can get your head wrapped around that concept, the better off you'll be. I mean, nobody cares. I mean, so-and-so got beat, but, you know, he didn't feel good. I Okay, who cares? Like, it's like, yeah, the national tournament, so-and-so, you know, he got beat in the blood round, but, you know, he was sick. I mean, right? It's not like you look at the winner that man, you go to the bracket and you go, okay, blood round, this guy beat this guy. And then in parentheses, it's because so-and-so is sick. Nobody cares. Yeah. Results at that high level. Again, the process and the journey matters. It, it does. But when it comes to like the NCAA tournament, that's kind of a results driven tournament. Yar, what it's a, one of my favorite lines ever at the NCAA tournament. You know what you get, Kelby? You get what you earn. Period. Mm-hmm. You get what you earn. And that's why this sport, I love it. And a lot of sports probably say this, but, you know, wrestling to me, talked about it before, it's not always the nicest sport. It is great, but it's not always nice. But you get what you earn. And that's, yeah. God, I just love that. I love that about this sport. You get what you earn. Yeah. What about you and your career? You know, like, you got here, you know, how did you get to the spot where, you know, if you're going to put those words out there, let's use them on you. You get what you were and how did you earn this spot? Man, that's a great question, Kelby. Um, a lot of people have helped me. I, I just can't say that enough. I mean, I, that more than anything else for me, it's uh, it, it blows my mind how many people have helped me. Like it just does, which in some ways you know, being in this spot right now, it makes me very thankful, appreciative, excited. I've gotten to meet so many people. And then there's part of me, it kind of scares me. And and it's maybe that's not the right way to put it. It 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 um it makes me think to myself, and I again I, I would never tell this to and I wouldn't like tell this to somebody. Now we're on a podcast, but like the the deck is stacked against you. Mm-hmm. Like the deck is stacked against you. And you can't think like that. But now when I reflect on it, I think to myself, like, holy balls. Wow. Like, it took a lot to happen to get here. Like, this isn't like, oh, this happened, this happened, and here you are. It's like, no, this happened, and that happened, and this happened. Holy smokes, that happened to you? That happened to you? Then that happened to you again? 
Wow. Like that's well, what, what are I those say. things? I'm confused. Like, what uh, are those so things? I would say this. I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you this story. Okay. Yeah. And I might ramble on here. You that's all right. Along. Okay. So the first big break I got, I was 10 years old. I told you about that picture I got in my in my uh, kitchen of me doing the broadcasting, which I was wearing a Cubs jersey, which good God. I mean, that you said some <laughs> things are unforgivable. Mm-hmm. But uh uh I Went, I, I grew up in a town of 7,000 people and we had a park down the road and that park hosted the little league games. Okay. So mm-hmm. I would go down there and I'd always watch baseball and I played myself. I was, you know, at that time I, I played a couple nights a week, but uh, I was in the minor leagues and there were mm-hmm. older 12 year olds that played, but that tournament, that, that there was a 12 year old tournament every year. And I went down there as a 10 year old, I might've been nine even. And they let me get on the microphone. Every diamond had a little microphone and its scores table. And it was typically adults being like, you know, now batting so-and-so. Yep. So I somehow, God, I would kill to have like gone back and saw how this all unfolded, but they let me do it. And I'm doing the starting lineups, which kind of turn into a little play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a huge break uh, for me. Uh, just that they allowed me to do that uh, at the at the baseball, and uh, and then when I was, um, you know, then you know, got to make uh, you know, life is about good decisions. And uh, my my oldest son is twenty seven. Uh, very proud of him. He's actually here right now. He's in the Air Force, uh, spending a couple weeks here from North Carolina. But when I was nineteen years old, I was going to be a dad. And I wouldn't trade Austin in for anything, but I would also be very honest in telling you, I wouldn't recommend that path. I mean, that Mm -hmm. threw everything off. Uh, So my plan was to go to school. Uh, Ideally, I wanted to go to, uh, you know, I was going to go to broadcast journalism school. That didn't happen. I had to take on some, some odd jobs over the course of several years. So I went to radio school, just this little, little radio school when I was 25 years old. And I got a, I got some breaks there with people I knew, get me into certain positions. Uh, that led to uh, me getting a, a radio job in Milwaukee in like 2002. I was making six bucks an hour, six bucks an hour. I was making. I got, I got uh, the the plasma marks in my arm, uh, donating plasma to, to gas, you know, to to uh, fill the gas tank to go there. Sleeping in cars. I have spent. I'd love to know how many nights I've slept in a car. It's, it's been, it's been quite a few uh, nights in a car. Uh, But um, you know, just, that that was, that was big. And then I got a a radio job, right? A sports talk show, which difficult job to get maneuvered into that. We uh, had a wrestling radio show. Then I got to do PA for the Badgers. And then I, in 2011, uh, they had these, it was called live sports radio. And I was on a mat at the NCAA tournaments in Philadelphia. That was a huge opportunity, huge opportunity, like big. Well, I did the finals again, you know, lucky enough to get to do the finals. I did it with Brian Hazard, who now is one of the PA guys with Jason Bryant. So uh, Brian Hazard and I did those finals and uh, I remember when the finals got done, I went back to my hotel in Philadelphia and I saw Jim Gibbons in the lobby. 
So I went and put my bag up, put my bag in my hotel room, came down and I'm like, I got to meet Jim Gibbons. Mm -hmm. And I, I basically said to him, Hey, I want my goal is to do broadcasting with you. And he's probably like, okay, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Quentin Wright walked past and I, I, I talked to Quentin and while I was talking to him, Jim was talking to the Scoves, the Scove brothers, one wrestled at Ohio state, uh, was national champ. I believe one wrestled at, at Oklahoma state, but, uh, Anyways, they were telling Jim that they heard some guy doing the mat side broadcasting and you got to find this guy, Jim, blah, 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 blah. Said some really nice things about me. And Jim goes, well, hey, this guy, you know, I must have been wrapped up the conversation with Quentin and uh, who was Kale's first national champion that night. And uh, Jim's like, I think they literally said to me, talk. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? That's him. That's him. <laughs> and that. That was definitely the biggest break I've ever gotten. And, um, you know, that's led to some other ones. But it's just been, I, I, I go back to, I think you work really hard. Timing is so big. And I think you got to be, you got to be just easy to work with. I mean, I think that I cannot stress that enough. Be, be a good guy to work with. I mean, you just don't want people thinking, because everybody on that team, and I mean this 100%, Talking to talking before about winning a national title. When it comes to doing a television broadcast, like you know what goes into that? I mean, I I think I know, but I really don't. Mm -hmm. The amount of people, the amount of people it takes to get that off the ground and, and make it happen. If if one person doesn't do something right with the wires, you're off. You know, so I just, you know, I, I really appreciate the efforts of everybody involved because they're important. Everybody's job's important. Nobody's better than anybody else. Nobody's, I mean, that's why I've always said too, like broadcasters, a lot of times are referred to as the talent. Mm -hmm. I freaking hate that. I, I never, uh, ugh, it's like, it's like crazy <laughs> to me. Like I'll tell you who the talent is like people that, that have so much technical knowledge and, you know, the guy running the, you know, the, the, whoever the audio guy is, that's always the guy to me where it's like, you talk about pressure, like, mm -hmm. I'm just calling a wrestling match. Like it's not, it's a lot. There, there's things that a broadcaster are a hell of a lot harder than calling a wrestling match. That's the talent. But so I've just never, again, I just, I don't like looking at myself as we're all just part of it. It's a team effort. We got a job to do and everybody plays a super, super important role. And that goes with any business, any team, anything. I mean, you know, the people, you know, talking about, you know, Nebraska wrestling, that third stringer, it's really important to the program. Anybody involved, anybody involved is really, really important to the program and uh, plays a pivotal part in the success of that program. So, yeah. So to answer your first, you know, the, the question was, how did I, I get to this place? And, and I've, I've worked hard. I mean, I don't want to, and I've, I've definitely worked hard, but, uh, and just, <laughs> Pinching myself every day. <laughs> what kept you going? You know, you talked about those hard times, sleeping in a car, you know, however many nights, uh, uh, working at a radio station for six bucks, you know, yeah. doing plasma just to fill your car. Like, what what made you stay rather than maybe chase a different job or a different path that would have maybe gave you financial flexibility right away when you had a family to feed? Yeah, God, that's a that's a really good question. Um, 
I've always had a very strong self-belief. I, I, I do have a very strong self-belief. My parents, I mean, I, I think it starts with the, the real simple answer there is my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, great people. Uh, didn't come from a whole lot, but uh, never went without. Got to do some really cool things. Like I just, not to go on the old man rant here, but I, I think I just appreciated things. Yeah. Um, my, I mean, my parents just always, they just, they always supported us. It was never over the top, but I mean, I've told this story a million times and I, I love telling it. I, I hope I get to tell it a million more times. I'm a huge baseball fan. And uh, July of 1987, it was a Wednesday afternoon at Old County Stadium in Milwaukee. The Brewers were playing the Detroit Tigers. And I had a, a paper route and I get use my paper route money. And I was usually buying baseball cards or pennants. And mm-hmm. I had, my dad would put all these pennants up in my room. So I, that day, was going to buy like six or seven pennants. But anyways, we go, the, the, the story is I, I show up in Anytime, much like now, I really appreciate, like, I, I'm so thankful for this. Like, I, I understand how lucky I am. I get it. Like, I, I'm always like, God, this is so cool. Like, pulling into Carver Hawkeye Arena takes me back to being this 11-year-old kid in 1987. Pull up to, to County Stadium, and I'm just, I get out of my car. It's my mom, my dad. I have one brother and some family friends, and we park it. And pulling in, I can smell, you know, I can smell the, the uh, tailgating. Like it, I talked about like the presentation and the, I, I love all that stuff. And I'm looking at the stadium and it's like, this is the major leagues. Like this is so unbelievable. And I, I, I was kind of off in la la land and my mom looked at me and she goes, what are you doing? And I remember I'm a pretty emotional guy. Still am. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it but I was kind of choked up and I said, I'm going to work at this place someday. This is what I'm going to do. And my mom, very matter of factly just said, yeah, that's what you're going to do. And I get choked up even telling this. I, every time this, this story will always get me because uh-huh. it was, it was, it was a, it was a moment I'll never forget. And uh, I, I think when you have, it, it's, it's crazy. I think it doesn't matter what, what it is when somebody believes in you, like Mark Halsey is, is the head of the big 10 network. And, uh, recently I uh, got a contract extension with them and I, I sent him an email back and I just said, like, you know, I'm, I'm so, it's such a privilege and honor to, to, to get to do this job. And I, I, I'll, I will always, I will forever be indebted to somebody like Mark Halsey, my parents, anybody that has believed in me. When you have people that believe in you, geez, you you almost become maybe somewhat delusional, and you think, "Hey, I can do this." So that I think that's really kind of where it started for me was uh, I was supported growing up, great parents. I mean, you don't get anywhere with great parents. People in the community that supported me. There have been a lot of people that have supported me and believed in me, and I think I just kind of owe it to them. I, I owe it to them to give my best effort. And uh, where that takes me, I don't know. But in my mind, I do believe I can, uh, you know, it's a talent. It's kind of what God gave. Like, this is kind of what I, this is my deal. If, if you need somebody to like do a lot of other things, I'm not your guy. 
<laughs> I suck at a lot of stuff, but I'd like to think there's some areas like all of us where you got to be good. You, you know, you navigate it. You can be good in certain areas, but uh, we'll keep going. I mean, I, I got big goals. I mean, there's, there's def- definitely things I want to do. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. What, what, like what goals? I'm curious, you know, what goals do you have, you know? Yeah, I, I think, um, I, one thing that's been really awesome the last couple of years, Nick, Nick, uh, rude from ESPN, another guy believed in me, gave me some college football, been able to do that the last couple of years. Uh, and now he's worked me to the ESPN Madcast broadcast, which I love doing. Like I love doing the Madcast get to work, uh, mainly alongside Anthony Robles who's one of the yeah. best guys ever, but that was, you know, that was definitely a goal, uh, getting to, getting to do that. I would say um, right now, probably my my biggest goal. This might this is coming out of left field. Probably my biggest goal, like my bucket list item. I'd love to MC the Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Wow! I would I would love to do that. That that would be number one for me, uh, for sure. And I think just doing more baseball. You know, I mean. I love doing baseball, but you know, wrestling's, I use baseball analogies. Wrestling's my fastball. Like that's the wife, you know, wrestling's my wife, you know, so you gotta, you gotta be loyal to her. You gotta put the work in with them. But um, yeah, those, that baseball, the baseball hall of fame induction speech, I would say is really, really the only thing that, you know, the Olympics, the Olympic games, obviously I got to do uh, some stuff for NBC digital in Rio in 2016, more on kind of like the, uh, you know, the interview side of things, just kind of like content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think broadcasting in some capacity at the Olympic Games would definitely be, you know, that's definitely something I'd love to do. Mentioned the Baseball Hall of Fame. Getting to do uh, play-by-play of the Big Ten Championships. My first one was in, with that in 2020. God, the years always kind of run together. It was at, it was mm-hmm. at Penn State. So I've done three of them. Uh, Penn State, Nebraska, uh, man, I, it's crazy on my mind is, is completely, where, where, where was it this last year? Man, I can't even remember this last March oh or the big wow. tens. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> I know I'm going through the schools in my head. Yeah, like, who was it? It was, it was no. Michigan. It was at Michigan. Michigan, was Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Arbor. There, there we go. There so I've gotten to do that a few yeah. times. That was, that was definitely a big goal years back. Like, man, if I could do play by play for the big 10 championships, that is a, that's a Mount Rushmore. That's a Mount Rushmore thing for me. Uh, so there's, there's a, you know, in my joke is there's always five heads on the Mount Rushmore, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but uh, so there's, there's some things I definitely want to do yet, but I, I think at the same time uh, you have to remind yourself of, I think sometimes you get wrapped up in, in thinking about what's next. You're always chasing something. We're all probably kind of guilty of that. And I remind myself sometimes like, yeah, that's great. You have goals and you want to pursue those things, but sometimes you got to pause, dance with the girl that you brought to the party. Mm-hmm. Don't lose sight of that and uh, appreciate what you've been able to do. I, you got to smell the roses sometimes. And I, I, I think I, I've gotten better at that. The older I get really appreciating things and uh, you know, getting back to that story with my mom at the baseball stadium. Now what I do every time I go to a venue, doesn't matter where it is. I, before I walk in there, I'll sit out there for about 30 seconds and think back to being that 11 year old kid that dreamed of 
broadcasting at, at big time events and in, in special venues. And that is one of my favorite things to do. Anytime I do a broadcast, it's one of my favorite things to do is go back and just like, wow, here we are, you know, 35 years later and you actually get to do this. Like I've said before, like there's not a lot of 10 year olds that really get to, uh, you know, live their dream. So it's a, it's a really neat thing. Yeah. Are you able to do that? It sounds like you are to step back and see what, what you have done for the sport. I mean, I mean, look, just think about it. I mean, Penn state and Iowa, the duel was astronomical, you know, compared to other year. I think it was the most viewed duel ever, you know? And I mean, I I'm hard pressed, but I could say that, I mean, it could be because of you, not only you, yes, there's a huge in an army and, and, and everybody who goes into it, but I mean, you have taken the sport. It seems like to another level with your passion, your enthusiasm, Matt, like turn of the week, you know, um, <laughs> you know, like those are big deals. Like people are passionate. Every time they see a Matt return, they think of Shane Sparks. They go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you would love this. You did that. You know, have you been able, like, are you able to sit back and see what you have done for the sport? Yeah. I mean, to, to, to be honest with you, not really. I mean, I, when I say, yeah, I, I mean, maybe with the Matt returns like that one. Sure. The Matt returns specifically, but um, otherwise not really. I just, not really. I, I just, I, I give my best effort. I love the sport, the impact it's had on me. I love the broadcast. I love to, I love the pursuit mentioned that word P before I love the pursuit of a broadcast, like the craft of it, the intricacies of it. Like, I, I mean, I, I joke that I have a record. I have a record of 7,122 consecutive broadcasts with at least three mistakes. Like every time, it reminds me of you go to, you know, like the, the racetrack, a dog track or something. And that dog is running around and they got like that piece of fur and he's so close and he can smell it and he can almost taste it. And he's so close. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's going to get it, but he never gets it, but he believes he's going to get it. And that's how I look at broadcasting. I always go with thinking of myself like, I'm going to, today's the day I'm going to give the perfect broadcast. I'm unprepared. We got a great dual meet. Like today is the day. And then, you know, 30 seconds into the match at 125, <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, that's gone. Uh, but to steal a line that I love in wrestling, then you got to get the next best thing. Mm-hmm. So now it's okay. We got to do a broadcast with only one mistake. Now you make another mistake. Okay. Now we got it. Let's limit it to two. Uh, so I love the pursuit uh, of the, of the broadcasting, but, uh, this sport has done so much for me. I mean, wrestling changed my life in a in a uh, in, in March of 1983 at Goodrich High School in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. It was the first little tournament I ever went to. I fell in love with it that day. I got to wrestle two matches, lost the first one, won the second one, got a little uh, you know third place white ribbon. Uh, that will, uh, little did I know when I think back to that day, I was seven years old. I, I, I would have never in my wildest dreams imagined that the sport of wrestling would put its hands on me like this. And, uh, it's been a huge part of my life and the sport obviously is big, but the people, the people are everything. I mean, the people I've met in this sport, the places I've gotten to go, I mean, I've gotten, gotten to go to Paris, France, you know, world championships. I think that was 2017 mentioned the Olympics in 2016, you know, all these big 10 places, national tournament, like this sport, uh, I owe this sport a lot. I owe this sport so much, so much. 
Yeah. Well, and well said. And I've, I've felt that too, getting to know some of the people on my podcast, the higher, like sometimes you're intimidated, you know, by those high level guys. And, and then you all of a sudden start talking to them and you realize they're just people and they're nice people. Like you said, Burrow yeah. and Snyder, some of the nicest guys, you know, it's just throughout the sport. They're just James green, crazy, you know, James crazy. green in Nebraska. I mean, yeah. James is, James is great. Um, Tyler Bergner. I love Tyler. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a great guy. Uh, so many, uh, you know, looking at Nebraska, uh, uh, Robert Kokesh. I'm, I'm only talking about Nebraska guys. I yeah, mean, these are, right. these are fantastic, fantastic people. And I've missed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Nebraska alone, Mikey Labriola, great guy, Taylor Venz. I didn't get a chance to talk to him a whole lot, but I mm-hmm. like him. Peyton Rob. They don't get any better than Peyton Rob. I talked about my girlfriend, Lori, before. She's a she's a huge Peyton Rob fan. That's probably her favorite wrestler. But uh, just uh, Lenny Pinto got to meet him this last yeah. season. He's a, he's a fun guy. Silas Allred. I mean, what a story. Yeah. What a story Silas Allred has. I, I just, I can go on and on and on uh, about, and we're just talking about Nebraska, yeah. Nebraska wrestling. And uh you know, I could, I could say this about, you know, a lot of programs, a lot of people. Yeah. Great people. Yeah. And last thing for you here, I have a, you know, how is being around such high level people? Cause it's, it's sort of impacted me too, but being around such high level athletes, how has that kind of shaped you today? I think what you see is just what it takes. You, you get an idea of what it takes because everybody wants it, right? Oh, I want it. I want it. Wanting it doesn't, do it. You've got to do it. And it's hard. Like these guys, uh, anybody at anything that anybody that's great at anything has had setbacks. Like it, it some of these things are so cliche, but they're so true. Yeah. How are you going to bounce back? Like when you get knocked down, how are you going to come back? And that's hard. I've been knocked down a handful of times and it, it's beat me down. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. looking back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have handled it differently. But um, I think that's the big thing is, is just admiring, having a somewhat of an understanding of the commitments uh, that it takes, you know, what they've had to sacrifice, what it takes to be that good. I get, I mean, it just, it blows my mind. I mean, I, I've said this, and you watch, you watch Jordan Burroughs wrestle. If, if you don't believe in God, you watch Jordan Burroughs wrestle, you'll never believe in God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like, like, you talk about just like unbelievable God-given skills. And then, I will always go back to, again, the the older I get, the more I will keep going back to this. Forget his wrestling. I mean, when I think about Jordan Burroughs, I don't even, I I think about him as a human being a lot more than I think about him as a wrestler. We all know what kind of wrestler he is. So um, I think that's the other big thing really is, um, you know, getting to spend some time around these guys. And like you said before, walking away going, man, nice guy, normal guy. This happens to be a hell of a wrestler. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, how do they make you feel, right? I mean, I think that's anybody you meet, how they make you feel. You have a, you have a good experience, make you feel good. And if, they, if you walk away feeling really good about meeting somebody, yeah, you admire what they do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm still a fan. You know, I'm still like, oh, wow, it's pretty, pretty darn incredible. But the older I get, the more the, the wrestling becomes less important the older I get. You know, maybe when I was – you know, younger and like in high school, like when I was in high school, you, you know, you go to these dual meets, Chad Zapital was a guy, 
he was my favorite. He's my favorite all-time wrestler. Really? Wrestled for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. Three-time runner-up. And I remember Big Ten Championships 1992. To me, the big, the best Big Tens of all time. It was my first one. It was at the Fieldhouse in Madison. Went there with my dad and my brother. But I remember seeing Chad Zappel for the first time. I saw Dan Gable for the first time that, that weekend. That's, it was a Sunday. And uh, I thought Chad Zappel was was God himself. <laughs> <laughs> and quite frankly, I've never met Chad. We've, we've texted a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, plan on meeting him. And uh, even at, at my age, the first time I meet Chad Zappel, it will be a, I'll, I'll go back to being 16 years old again because I love Chad Zappel. Wow. Huh. Out of all the Iowa wrestlers, Chad Zappel from, I think he's from what, yeah. Centerville? Centerville? Yes. Centerville, Iowa. Yep. I mean, he was my guy. I mean, yeah. I love Chad Zappel at the Big Tens in 1992. Uh, at that tournament, he beat a guy named Matt Hanuki, who was from Pittsville, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's first ever four-time was, was – I'm trying to think if Matt – Matt was a four-time state champ. I think he was undefeated. And uh, Matt was a four-time All-American uh, at Wisconsin. I've gotten to talk to him on a couple of occasions. Great guy. But uh, that was a great match in that 118-pound final. I believe it was overtime. Zapital beats him. That Big Tens in 92, it was, it was, it was again, I, I talk about, like, life-changing days. I mean, you get a few life-changing days in your life. That was another one for me. That March, March Sunday afternoon in 1992 at the Big Ten Championships, I just remember, I believe it was Terry Shockley doing the PA, the presentation, they did the face-offs back then. I wish they'd go back to that. I love the intros. Yes. It was basically Iowa versus the Big Ten. I mean, you had Chad Zappel, you had Terry Brands, Tom Brands. I believe both Steiners were in the Big Ten finals. Uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Randleman of Ohio State and Bart Shelsvik had a barn burner of a match. But I'll bet Iowa had eight. I'll bet they had probably eight in the finals. And it was uh, it was great. It was a great, it was freaking awesome. I'll never forget that day. And and that was another one of those days where I walked away going, you know, that, that might have been the first day where I was out. So I'd always love broadcasting, but it was probably more baseball driven where I think that was the, the first day where I thought I want to broadcast wrestling. So that was, that was a, that was a great day. Yeah. For now, sure. Just on a, a personal level here now, kind of shifting away, you know, so my, I'm a sports media and communication and broadcasting major. Um, I've done some Big Ten, you know, BTN Plus duels with yep. Nebraska. Um, I recently did the junior college national tournament finals here in Council Bluffs. Um, you know, sort of, I guess, maybe looking for some advice on, you know, what, you know, I graduate in the fall, sort of what what comes next or what do I need to do to continue to get opportunities, I guess I should say. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a hard question because it's just so different for everybody based on your circumstances, where you live, the timing of things. Yeah. But I would say, I mean, getting to do stuff on Big Ten Plus—that's a big platform. Like that's a really big platform. So the fact that you've gotten to do that's pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. Getting to do—you said you did the—was it the, the JUCO? Is that what you said? Yeah. The JUCO yeah. finals. Yeah, the that's a big women. deal. Yeah. You know, I would say if I had to give anybody advice. I, I guess I look at this like if I had to talk to my younger self, maybe yeah. just do as many different things as you can do. I was baseball driven younger. 
But then I got into, you know, then I thought, okay, maybe do some wrestling. But I was a little bit older. I wish I could go back and do things that were uncomfortable. Like, I wish I would have done more sports where I sucked. Like, it's okay to suck. Like, when I listen to some of my early broadcasts, it's like, whoa, man, like, this is not very good. That's okay. Like, just get as many opportunities as you can. Like, don't be afraid. That's, I'm still afraid. Like, I, t- I talked about that Baseball Hall of Fame deal. Mm-hmm. I have had this as a goal for at least 10 years. How come I haven't reached out? How come? You know why? I'll give you this is a, a crazy analogy, Kelby. This is like mm-hmm. this craziest analogy, but it's just it's just the truth. Okay. When you are a freshman in high school, you go to high school, you're in study hall, and you're at a table, and the girl at your table is a junior and she's really pretty. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she talks to you. You get a relationship with her. You small talk. You 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 form a little bit of a friendship, okay? Mm-hmm. And you start thinking in your mind as a freshman in high school, man, she talks to me all the time. Maybe if I asked her to the movies, maybe she'd say yes. Yeah. Okay? Here's the deal. If you don't ask her, you'll always think maybe she would have said yes. Yeah. You're still in the game. But if you ask her and she says no, it crushes you a little bit. Okay? So I feel like in my mind, baseball Hall of Fame inductions, like I, I know I'm good enough to do it. I love baseball. I got a passion. I'd love to do it. Okay. So I just kind of hang my, I just kind of hang on that. Like, I know I could, I, I could do this, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, that's, the, that's what I would compare it to. You got to ask the girl out. You got to ask the girl out. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the baseball Hall of Fame inductions are this month. I'll let that, I'm not going to call now, but <laughs> based on this podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the girl out. Okay. It's time. So where I go with that, with, you know, getting back to, you know, you, you pursuing your dreams, like, you know, you got to ask the girl out. You, you, you got to put yourself out there. You got to be able to, you know, you're going to get told no a lot. I get told no all the time. Like I'm always looking for ESPN or big 10 network opportunities, whatever they might be. And I get told no far more than I get told yes. And that's okay. But put yourself in uncomfortable spots. Be willing to do anything. Biggest advice there is, is always get your foot in the door. Like get your foot in the door. I told the big 10 and I meant this. I mean this. I'm not above anything. Hey, if I can get myself to an event, I'll clean the toilets. I'm your guy. I'll get those toilets so shiny. Get me in there. I'll do the toilets. That's what I'll do. And then I'll hopefully get to meet some people, see what happens. But just keep on, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I think self-belief's important. I think uh, almost, you know, smiling in the struggle, you know, it's, and it's hard. I mean, I'm not sitting, sitting here telling you this stuff is easy, but it's, I think in this business, most people, it's going to be a struggle. Like it's not going to come easy. It's never going to be easy. And uh, so just kind of enjoy it. Enjoy the ups and downs, but any opportunity you can get, take it. And it sounds like you're doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. big 10 plus, how many people are doing big 10 plus matches for Nebraska wrestling, which, you know, top 10 program. A lot of people watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, 
And you never know, you never know when, you just never know when you're going you're to get that break. So the pursuit, the pursuit is fun. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Yeah, I think you said that, you know, I was listening to your podcast a little bit with uh, Wrestling Changed My Life and Ryan Warner. And I think that, I think you did say that a little bit was um, enjoy, I think, you know, enjoy the grinder, embrace the grinder. You know, back, you would tell your high school self that back in the day. Yeah. Enjoy, you know, the, the process. Yeah. Enjoy it. I mean, I um, talked about like sleeping in the cars. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't trade that for anything. It was great. I mean, it was, I mean, I, uh, the, the first Wisconsin state tournament that I ever did, I was working at a radio station. I just wanted to, to find a way to get to the state tournament and do some coverage. So I didn't want to tell them, sorry about these dogs barking. Okay. We got a neighbor dog. And, yeah. But uh, um, I didn't want them to give me a reason to say no. So mm-hmm. I didn't ask for a hotel. So I thought maybe if I ask for a hotel, it's going to be like, no, it's out of the budget. No, that's okay. I didn't ask. So I slept in the car and it was cold. So now, you know, I do the, do, uh, I'm on the broadcast for the, the TV and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm sleeping in a pretty good hotel. But I like sleeping in the car. Maybe, maybe one of these days I'll go back to sleeping in the car like old times, and I'll I'll love it because it's all. I wouldn't. I would not trade it. I I I am proud of the fact that um, I've had a ton of people help me, but I I have had to earn it too. And that's yeah. I, I don't want stuff given to me. It's just kind of like wrestling. I want I want I want to I want to beat you. I just mm-hmm. want to beat you. I'm gonna take you down. Of course, finishing periods on top. Gonna mat return you. I'm gonna turn you. And I'm going to try to get bonus points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. I really, you know, I really appreciate it. Um, anytime I can get from someone like you is, is special. And um, yeah, I don't take it lightly. So I appreciate it. You it's know. been a blast. It's been a blast uh, talking some wrestling with you, Kelby. I'm, I'm always honored and privileged to be, you know, talking about uh, wrestling in my, my uh, broadcast journey. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always yeah. uh it's, again, I, I get to do this stuff. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So thanks for having me on. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Shane Sparks, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget, check out my new website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time.